0: Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. Boy, we had the show early last week on a Tuesday, and you know we come back uh, a little over a week later, and holy cow, the NFL machine does not stop going. They have stolen all the headlines away from March Madness. Uh, Freddie Freeman went to the Braves, and that was like an afterthought with the circus going on in the NFL. And I, I gotta say, I, I love it. it. It's so much fun. Um, So you know what? Let's dive right into in uh, first off, I like was Freddie Freeman. Let's get him out of the way before we get into the the, ML or, uh, the NFL news. Um, good pickup by the Dodgers. Obviously, um, they seem to always pick up. <laughs> I mean, think it's, it's just a typical Dodgers move. You know, everyone wants to play in LA. Big brand. They never seem to run out of money. Uh, but like all the people that are really worried about Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers, it's, they did lose Kyle Seager, which is a big loss and you're getting an older 30-year-old Freddie Freeman which in that deal too and it helps that the universal dh is coming because if it wasn't the end of that contract could look a little albert pool holsey uh, but because they don't have to play him at first you know he's still one of the best hitters in the game yeah, i think it's going to be a great signing for the next couple of years but like you know everyone's like oh my god the Dodgers not overreact yet they did lose a lot of pitching starting rotation isn't great um, it's good. It's very good. It's not the caliber it was last year. You, you lost Max Scherzer, which I thought was going to happen, and they lost Kyle Seager, and that, that's a pretty big loss. Uh, Freddie is a lot better than Kyle Seager, but you know it is what it is. And I will say this too for the Braves, Braves fans, um, you really can't be. And honestly, to be fair, I, I'm not really tapped into the Braves community, um, so I haven't seen a whole lot of, oh, you left us for the Dodgers, which well, you shouldn't. They, ha- I haven't seen a whole lot of it, and, and there's no reason for it either. I think Braves fans have handled it well because if you're a Braves fan, and you know it, it sucks losing Freddie Freeman. The man was the face of the franchise, probably the most under. Like he's the best player in baseball, one of the best players for years, like top five consistently. Right? You know he doesn't get the same attention as Bryce Harper or Mike Trout. He's you know, good guy, shows up, does his business, and hits baseball. He's a pretty damn good fielder too. Um, he was the face of the Braves franchise for years. Handled himself with class, and he left after winning a World Series. He gave him a World Series. He won an MVP there. There's no reason to be upset with him. And also, I would also like to add I mean, it's probably, you know, the, the money wasn't there, but he didn't rule out, like, the Braves moved off of him first. And they got Kyle, kind of, he was still a free agent when they traded for Olsen. So, um, you know, it sucks. But if you're a Braves fan and you're angry at Freddie Freeman, don't. Like, you gotta appreciate him. Like, if Jose Abreu went left, and went to the Tigers or one of their arrivals, I couldn't really be that bad at him. He gave us some good years. And no, and Jose Abreu isn't even on the same level as Freddie Freeman yet. Like he hasn't given us a World Series yet. But yeah, that's the same type of player for me as a White Sox fan. Like Jose Abreu is my Freddie Freeman. And if he left for a rival after, you know, White Sox didn't want to resign him, so be it. But uh, Dodgers could be good. I mean, that's going to be a good lineup. They seem to turn out one every year. You would have to think to the favorites in that division. All right, let's go NFL. Um kind of buried the lead there where to start let's start with the Browns and our old friend Baker Mayfield uh so they had to show him Watson but Baker first off there's a lot of drama to catch up on Baker kind of released the jealous stuff they, they, there's reports that they're interested in upgrading a quarterback Baker kind of releases the the jealous like you know the jealous girlfriend post like hey you know I really appreciate Cleveland you know yeah thank you to Cleveland post because he he knew he knew what was going on hey it's a good strategic decision They end up going with signing Deshaun Watson. Huge contract. Now, let me say why. Deshaun Watson, in theory, is an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. I'm going to pump the brakes on that, though. Obviously, they're more talented. Between the two, no question. Deshaun Watson's more talented. But he just went from one circus at quarterback to another. If we're thinking about this. Because one of the big reasons they moved off of Baker Mayfield is maturity issues. Apparently, he was a head case in the locker room. Big ego. You know, he'd snap back at reporters. There's the whole thing with Odell questioning the medical staff at Cleveland. Like, yeah, 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 I get it. But you're going from that, moving off of that, and your solution is to bring in a guy with 22 civil suits against him, who's probably going to be suspended at least six games, maybe more, half the season. And then, oh, by the way, when he does get back, he's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in over a year, so you got to figure all that out. So you don't even know when he's going to be playing. You're paying him all this money, and now you got to somehow get rid of Baker. So I think they just brought in a more bigger head case. Like, if you're grinding Super Bowl or bust right now. You, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Like, I get it if you have a full season of Deshaun Watson, but there's a lot of question marks there. A lot. And, you know, you really. Baker Mayfield's got character questions, but 22 civil suits, <laughs> You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's something up there. Like, yeah, i don't just, you know, it's not just 22. Yeah, you know, people looking for a Like I, I find that hard to believe. So I think smoke through the that even if he does get it all cleared up, it's gonna he's gonna be suspended for a amount of time. I would think. And you got the investigation coming. You, you know, so that's a lot to unpack there. So I'm not so sure in that tough division. You can really afford like who's their backup? around? who are you gonna try it like, out? You know, Case Keenum again? I for half the over half the season. And then when you get Deshaun Watson back, you are gonna get a rusty Deshaun that hasn't played in a year and a half. Good luck there with that window. Now for Baker. And like I said, I can see why you want to upgrade from quarterback. He was, for a first overall pick, you know, kind of underwhelming. But he did take him to a playoff game. They, They were very close to beating the Chiefs on the road. He won a player first playoff game in years. Baker did a lot for that franchise. But what Baker Mayfield did, and I'm going to defend Baker a little bit here, it's a very cautionary tale. About betting on yourself because the Browns offered him a contract extension a couple years ago. He's like, now I'm gonna go out in 2021 and prove I'm worth more. Had he assigned that contract extension, they would not be moving off of him right now. What well, Baker did, and this is what I appreciate, and this is why a lot of people don't like the NBA, but this is why NBA players do it and sit out games as rest days. Baker, when he's betting on himself, he got hurt. He had the shoulder thing, which clearly hampered him. Because if you look at him before he hurt that left shoulder, and I know people are like, oh, Mick, you're not throwing shoulder. Like, you go out and play with a torn shoulder, regardless of which one it is. It's going to be discomfort. you got to wear that bulky brace. It's going to hamper you, and it did. Because if you look before that and afterward, there's a starch difference in numbers. Like, his passer rating was at Russell Wilson's level before that injury. And he was coming off an excellent season where he just led the Browns to the playoffs. So... You know, you're going to sit here and tell me that the shoulder thing didn't happen. Like, you know, it did. And that's why he looks so horrible the rest of the year. Now, the Odell stuff and the character, like, that doesn't help. Uh, You know, but that's like when the poor play, because you can put up with personality issues if they're producing on the field. And once the production dropped after that shoulder injury, that's when things started spiraling out of control. And that was, you know, the old mentality, rub some dirt on it, get back out there. Like, Baker was tough. Like, can, there's no denying the man is tough. He put his body on the line for Cleveland. He didn't want to miss games. He knew the shoulder was bothering him. He's like, I'm ah, old-school mentality. Rub some dirt on it. Get back out there. And you know what? It cost him a starting job with Cleveland Browns. a lot of money because he did that. So, he went on a rip on these NBA players. Oh, he takes some rest days. You know, they're not tough. Get out there. I mean, this is what happens. This is what happens when you use the old school, rub some dirt. And I appreciate that. And that's why I offend, I will defend Baker because he's a competitor, and I love that in him. Because if it was me, I probably would have done the same thing. But that's what ended up costing him. That is why they moved on to Deshaun Watson. And that's why you have the circus you have here uh, in Cleveland. So I, I don't know who he's going to go to either because, like, the market's dried up. And everyone knows there is no leverage because everyone knows they're trying to get rid of him. So, like, where is he going to go? Who needs a quarterback? Right now, Seattle Maybe. But they just traded for Drew Long and a rebuild. I think Carolina's going to draft a quarterback. Uh, why would you give up assets, especially if they're going to release him soon anyway? Because you could not have Baker in there with Deshaun at the start of camp. It was just going to be too much. He'll probably sit out anyway. That's just going to be a toxic situation. Like, they got to get him out of the building somehow. But no one wants it, and it's tough. And you just had a first-round pick. Do you want to lose him from nothing? So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I'm predicting right now, like, I don't think, even with Deshaun, and that roster, very good roster. I don't think the Browns are, you know, I would be surprised if they won that division with that whole circus going on. Now, he gets cleared up before the season. And Deshaun plays a full year? Absolutely. All right, that's the most talented team in the division. They probably beat up, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think by the time he does come back and they find a rhythm, it's going to be too little too late. They're going to miss the playoffs with him. And for the highest paid, like, they're overpaying Deshaun too. I think he's going to be completely overpaid with all the baggage he's carrying and even before he got hurt, he's a top-ten talent, but, like, you know, he's getting paid the number first most money in the NFL. Give me a break. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Indy. That is another one. Uh, and, you know, a couple weeks ago, I'll be completely honest, I thought it was a stupid decision to move off Carson Wentz. Said on the podcast, say it again. I think Washington had a pretty good pickup there. However, and I, I will admit, I am a Carson Wentz, an illogical Carson Wentz defender. And it all started... <laughs> This is where it started. This is where Duncan, because I don't even like the guy that much. Anti-bactor, big redneck guy. You know, why 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 do I have in common with him? But, you know, we had an argument um two years back. This was before Josh Allen blew up. Like his first good season, I think it was 2019. Uh, Carson Wentz just had the injury or whatever. And we're talking, is Carson Wentz an elite quarterback? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I think he's a top ten talent. You know, before that injury, he was on his way to win the MVP. Big, athletic, strong arm. The tools are there. And so there's an argument, who who do we think uh, was more, or yeah, was he was top 10 quarterback? And I said, yeah. And it got into a heated debate with Aiden, uh, who's been on the show a couple times. And it got to the point where I was so attached to Carson Wentz because of the argument. It was like uh, one of those, you know, he kind of dug in so much. And since then, just Carson Wentz defend. I think he's still a good quarterback. I think he's still talented. That being said, Colts did upgrade. Uh, I didn't know Matt Ryan would be available. I don't think many people did. I thought they were going to be riding in with, uh, who's their backup? Now, the guy from Texas, uh, Sam Ellinger, or Mitch Trubisky. Matt Ryan's an upgrade, though. I mean, you look at Philip Rivers took him to the playoffs, another non-mobile guy last year, and that team was a contender, I'm watching that team. So um, I think Matt Ryan, you're getting still a very productive guy who's had a lot of chaos around him, a lot of dysfunction around him as well. Um, so you're getting, you're getting a guy that's going to be productive. Uh, yeah. I, so yeah, but not a whole lot there. Not a lot, whole lot of help. Now he's getting a good running game for the first time in a while. Uh, getting solid defense, solid roster. He's playing doors again. I think it's a perfect fit. And I think you're getting a mature guy too. Cause this is another thing with Carson Wentz. Cause the numbers were there last year. Questions about leadership. You're getting a leader in Matt Ryan. Getting a good, good locker room guy, I think he will fit right in. They did upgrade at quarterback. Uh, there, you yeah, know, I had to give them some picks, but I feel like they know their window is small. That division, I think the Colts. I think they can win the division. I-, I really do. I think that was a great pickup uh, for the Colts. Another uh, big one that just came out yesterday: the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, um, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, this is terrible for the Chiefs." That was a smart move to move off of Tyreek Hill. Obviously, would you be better with him without him? Yes. But if he wanted $30 million, that's quarterback money. I ain't paying quarterback money to wide receiver. And the haul they got for him. Like Randy Moss, when he went to the Patriots, he needed a fourth-round pick. And Tyree Kilt, top-five receiver in the league. I get it. You know, he's talented, but you're paying him quarterback money. And from the Dolphins' perspective, I think they know they're moving off of Tua at the end of the year. So because of that, they're like, well, we're going to get a cheap, inexpensive rookie quarterback the next year. Anyway, we can afford to pay the both of them. So I understand that, but you're losing. They gave a lot of draft capital. Chiefs are still talented regardless. There's still weapons there. You still have the best quarterback in the league, arguably, Patrick Mahomes. So you build an offense around him. You're still going to have some talent. You got some draft capital off of it. I think it was a smart move by the Chiefs. Like, obviously, it sucks losing Tyreek Hill. And also, I think they're no longer the favorites in that division. I think Denver now, talent-wise, is probably ahead of them. I think Denver wins that division. Chiefs go to second. But, you know, you got other needs on the roster. You you don't want to pay a guy that much when you're already paying Patrick Mahomes. Like, I understand it. I totally understand it. And how effective do you think he's going to be down in Miami? Two is not mobile. That offensive line stinks. He's not a deep ball passer. How is Tyreek Hill so effective usually? He can go deep, and you chuck it up to him. That's what he did with Mahomes. You're not gonna be able to get that into us, so I don't think, I don't see how effective they're gonna be next year. So I think if business wise, it's smart to move off them. Of. Now Martez Valdez scantling a completely overrated receiver. I don't know why the hell they're paying him as much as they did. 36 million is or what was, yeah, three years, 36 million. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, good luck there. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, that one, that one I don't know about. But I think from a business perspective and moving forward, like the Chiefs are still gonna be competitive. That's way too much to pay a wide receiver. I think I was fine with getting rid of him. You uh, know, it's funny. <laughs> Almost forgot about this. Devontae Adams left the Packers, and he gave up more money to leave the Packers, proving once again that Aaron Rodgers, they weren't really friends. I mean, let's be honest. Devontae Adams was cool. Aaron Rodgers is a loon. You think he was really friends with him? Absolutely not. No way. No shot. It can- <laughs> It's great too. I I love that the one reason he goes to the Raiders for less money. The middle finger to Aaron Rodgers. Love it. That division's gonna be interesting. Derek Carr is a good deep ball passer. I think that'll work. I like Derek Carr more than most too. uh and they got some weapons there, so I think that will. I think that will work. Um, so we will see. Uh <laughs> that that is awesome. Uh <laughs> screw Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That division's going to be fun, too. If I had to order it right now, oof. I think the Raiders still last in that division, but they are you know, a playoff team last year, and that, that's a pretty big upgrade, you know. They, it's an arms race over there. But right now, as of today, I'm going Broncos win that division, Chiefs 2, Chargers 3, Raiders 4. It's all very close. You can easily see three playoff teams. We will see. But that's going to be a bloodbath. A lot of teams beating up on each other in that division. So we will, because like, the Raiders are going to be competitive. They're no slouches. Like. <laughs> so we shall see there. What, what a hectic, hectic week in the NFL. And I'm sure I'm missing, but the, you know those are the big the big moves. I, I love the Matt Ryan move for the Colts, too. I, and it's, I, I think he's a good coach. Everyone thinks he's washed. You're going to get another solid two years out of Matt Ryan. What the window you got? I think a good move. Um, Draft's going to be very interesting, too, now to see uh, who gets a quarterback and Malik Willis. And he looked very good in his pro day. Now, listen, pro days, I hate those. They don't mean anything. You know, he's throwing against air. I think it's ridiculous. Same with the combine. You know, you had his tape in college. You can tell if he's a good player or not. You know, everyone has a—who doesn't have an impressive pro day? I mean, come on. It's designed specifically for them. They know their strengths. I I think it's such a waste of time. Uh, And the people, if you're watching that and you're not a scout or a coach, you're kind of a loser. (laughs) <laughs> you're sitting there watching a pro day, uh, you know, so, <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> there, March Madness, what a shitstorm, great games, you know, I don't really unpack to the tournament, actually, my bracket's not, it's, it's hanging in there, this is the first year, you know, every year you put in research, and it's always a futile attempt, but, you know, I have a chance, also, all 16 of my sweet 16 teams are still alive, so we will see. Iowa State was the one I'm riding. I rode them. Uh, you know, We'll see if they can pull off and get another upset. That'll be interesting. But, you know, because we have the segment free money every year uh, or for football season. I'm going to give you another segment for free money right now for college basketball. You want to make a smart financial decision, don't bet on the NCAA tournament, especially the first two rounds. It is so stupid. Free advice. Don't bet on any first two-round tournament games. I wouldn't even bet on the Sweet 16, because if you have a favorite, you know, there's so many upsets, they just come out of left field. And usually with those upsets, you know, you're going to be losing money, unless you somehow pick the underdog, which, you know, I mean, more power to you. But there's it's a crapshoot, because even the ones you think are a safe bet or a sure thing, like, say, like a Kentucky, your odds are terrible. You have to bet a lot of money to win any money t- to begin with. And then the upset happens, and you're screwed, and then even if you do have it, you're risking way too much. For an uncertain team. So I think that is completely stupid. Uh, the 8 nine ones, those are a crapshoot too. Uh, so I think if you really want a smart financial decision, don't bet on college basketball games. Final Four, Elite Eight, you kind of know what you're getting. That is the only time I will place away a wager on college basketball. I made that mistake last year, and I'm having such a stress-free tournament now. And my pocketbook is much happier for it. Don't bet on the first two rounds of college basketball. That's your free money advice for the week. Also, Loyola, screw you guys representing the Valley. You got your ass handed to you by Ohio State. Good Lord. Um, so, farewell. Uh, sayonara. Murray State, though, future Valley team. They won They won their tournament game. So, uh, good for them. Representing the Valley well. Or the future Valley team, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, pretty good tournament. Who you like going forward? I got Arizona winning it all. My final four, I got Purdue, who looks good. Confident in Purdue. That big, they got too many big, like that, that's a good-looking team. Arizona, a little bit of a scare against TCU. Kind of concerned about them. They're my champion. Gonzaga I got going all the way uh, to the final four as well. And I think Kansas was my other one. And it's mostly chalk, if we're being honest. But a one seed makes the finals basically every year. Uh, so that's why I didn't get too crazy with it. Ohio- Iowa State was the one, I think I rode up to the Elite Eight. So that was the one that's paying off nicely i hope they can win one more game here and we're looking in pretty good shape with this bracket but we'll see i already know it's gonna be hey, it looks good in paper there's gonna be so many upsets and i'm gonna get screwed over somewhere it's just the way march is uh let's see how we doing on time we're doing pretty good hanging in there on time uh let's see breaking news from espn let's check Four-time Men's World Champs Italy missed tournament for the second time. Oh, my God. I know nothing about soccer, so we ain't even going to dive into that. Um, Let's see. What else do we have to discuss? I know we do have stuff. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, baffled by Chiefs' decision to trade Tyreek Hill. I'm not. Like I said, why would you pay the man that that much for a receiver? And I get that. You know, let's go back to that too. And I get the culture of shaping. Actually, I think what the the what the Bengals did this past year may have changed football. Because you look at that team in the traditional formula, you get a franchise quarterback, good offensive line, you build inside out, receivers, icing on the cake. That offensive line. They had the, fran- the franchise quarterback thing's never going to change. You got to have a good quarterback to win in this league. You got it. Um. But that offensive line was horrible. Like, it was like watching shit run through a goose on some weekends. I was I was worried for Sam Garl's life. It, it was ugly. But what they had was a lot of weapons on the outside. Tyler Boy, uh T. Higgins, Chase uh, you know, Jamar Chase. They rode the backs of elite outside talent to the Super Bowl. And I think that's what we've seen this year. You look at these receivers, the value of receivers has gone up like never before. Their stock is at an all-time high. Devontae Adams, huge deal. Jaguars overpaying for guys, uh, you know. And then we, we got Tyreek Hill with a big money, too. So, Bengals, I think, did this. Because I think people are realizing the value. Hey, you know what? We can spend on some good outside weapons, and so we got a team. Um, so, good for the Bengals, I guess. Good for wide receivers too. Good day to be a wide receiver. Still a horrible day to be a running back. <laughs> Never get paid. <laughs> Never works out. Um, it's sad. It really is. Um, did you see the big fight with the Miami Heat on the sidelines? Eric Spoelstra, uh, Haslam, and Jimmy Butler getting into it. Big argument. And I generally speaking, I like Jimmy. You know, former Chicago Bull. It's a funny guy. Wears his heart on his sleeve. Let me say this though. I'm going to be on Team Spoelstra and Haslem side. There's a reason Udonis Haslam has been in the NFL, uh, NBA for so long. Eric Spolstra, top 10 coach of M- NBA history, according to the ESPN. Jimmy Butler has a history of flight. Nickname name a spot that Jimmy Butler was at where he didn't have problems with his teammates. Chicago. Issues with the big three there. That's why they eventually moved him. Minnesota, he's fighting people at practice. Uh, he ruined uh, <laughs> um, Wiggins. Apparently, according to the reports. Then he's banging Rachel, Nich- Rachel Nichols in the bubble. That's a whole other issue. Uh, so he gets moved from them. Goes to the 76ers. More issues can't get along there. And now with the Heat. It's all started to bubble. He had that thing yesterday. So I'm going to give Haslam, who has been, who's way past his prime. They're paying him like $2 million a year to do nothing and sit on the bench. Means he must be doing something right. Probably a good teammate. Eric Spolz is a good coach. You know, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. This is probably, no context of what happened. I don't think we ever will. Uh, You know, you're just watching the clip, But this is Jimmy's fault. I'm willing to bet. If I had to place money on it, Jimmy's got the history. He probably was in the wrong there. That is my guess. And that's what he is. You know, you're getting a passionate guy. uh, He can rub people the wrong way. Excellent player, but, you, you know, that is who Jimmy Butler is. That's why it was probably good chance that altercation was his fault. Um, also around this association here. I think Milwaukee Bucks might be my new favorite. Not like, team, I, you know, screw the Bucks. They always kick the crap out of the Bulls. The Bulls are also concerning me. Like I said a couple weeks ago, it's the this is like a spitting image of the 2021 White Sox. Injuries in key spots. Good record. Exciting team. But they always seem to lose to contenders. They can't win on the road, and injuries are hampering them. It is literally the same thing. And, oh, yeah, they're also (laughs) a pitcher run. Bulls are concerned. I think that might be a second-round exit if they don't get their act cleaned up soon because it's getting ugly. Uh, Also, with the 76ers, well, I'm going to go see them tomorrow night, you know, the Harden. and Harden we saw shrunk in that huge game against the Brooklyn Nets. That was the playoff Harden we were talking about, which is why I don't think you can say definitively, even though the 76ers the got, got the better player, you know, you're paying for big games. So don't call that a success yet. And it was on full display in the regular season game there. He shrunk in the moment. They're missing games all of a sudden. Like, you know, I am not sold on the 76ers either. They got no depth. I think you have to have the Bucks as your favorite in that conference. Battle tested, they got stars, they know their roles. I would take them over the heat, too. You know, they're fighting on the side. Like, well, Bucks have it together. I think that would, I mean, and maybe it's not a hot take because they're not the ones they're closing in. I think they're not tied for second. They're on, the, they're on the come up, but I would take them over the Nets, too. Well, it's not, you get Kyrie Irving back, which is going to be a huge swing for them, uh, which is unfortunate. I'm glad Kyrie, I, I'm. I'm upset as a child that he's getting his way after <laughs> it worked out for him. But, you know, he's a hell of a player. You can't really take that away from him. That could be scary, too. I, I think it's still going to take some time to figure out the chemistry with Ben Simmons. So I don't think they're serious content, But Bucks, I think, run through that conference. I think you have to have them as the clear favorites in the East. But we'll see. Little concerned for my Bulls, though. Um, could get... Could get ugly there. Uh, Let's see. We covered everything? Probably not. Uh, Tom Brady throwing with Julian Edelman, his little man crush. Julian Edelman has a crush on Tom Brady. I think, you know, am I the only one that noticed that? I think it's pretty obvious. He's, you ever watch Gridiron Heights? Their portrayal of Julian Element, I think, is perfect. I don't know if the actually true or not, but um, yeah, there's a little bromance going there. I think he was a little jealous that uh, Gronk went with him to Tampa, and he, he had to stay. I think that's the real reason he's driven into retirement. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Tom Crunch here, I think that's all we got for you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week.